Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome back to Travel Market Life the show that has just been named a finalist in the European Content Awards 2024. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes, and in today's interview, we're going to be speaking to Jill Haig, the Managing Director of Cumbria Tourism. I invited her in to find out what some of the businesses in their local region were looking at in 2024 and some of the challenges that they got ahead. Now, you can hear a little summary of this in our January edition of our monthly review show with our regular panellists, Will Plummer, James Clark and Claire Steiner. But this is the extended interview where we delve deeper and I'll get to hear a little bit more about how they're really utilising apprenticeships and how they're calling on the local council and government to look at other other initiatives to bring more people into the region to ensure that there is that job market, people available to fill those roles. It was a very interesting conversation with Jill and I really hope that you get as much out of it as I did. So let's hear what she has to say up after this quick announcement. Travel Market Life Travel Market Life is backed by Haynes Marcoms, a B2B marketing communications PR consultancy specialising in the technologies, travel, hospitality and property sectors. Create meaningful connections and visibility to grow. Haynes Marcoms cuts through the noise to resonate with target buyers, decision makers and influencers. From contextualising your mission to positioning your value proposition, Haynes Marcoms helps you address the issues that matter. Marketing, PR, and social. Build profile, gain momentum, shape strategy with Haynes Marcoms. Travel Market Life. So, joining me on the line now is Jill Haig, Managing Director of Cumbria Tourism. Hello, Jill. Thanks ever so much for joining us today. Now, um, you're actually going to help us sort of delve into some of the issues uh, that are actually being uh, faced by uh, inbound operators and also in particular um, the tourist boards. And you've been um, really highlighting some of these with the local media and with businesses. What are the two of the biggest challenges facing Cumbria tourism and hospitality businesses then for 2024? Yeah, um, well, We, as a membership organisation, have a kind of unique position, I suppose, where we're able to speak directly to hundreds of businesses um, on a really regular basis. Um, And the two themes that have been coming up for a number of years now um, are very much around um, skills and staff shortages. And also, of course, the impact in terms of rising costs for businesses and also for our consumers. So I think If I was to go out and do a quick uh, sample today of our membership and and beyond, they would be definitely the two things that are right at the top of their agenda. I mean, the uh, solutions are far and wide. And uh, however, you know, are they really practical? And uh, what in what way can businesses actually grasp hold of some of the right solutions for their business in the location that they're in? Um, So for a rural area like Cumbria, um, what are the solutions that you're working with uh, in around your membership? So. If we break it down um, and we start with the skills and, uh, and, and challenge um, around shortage of, of people of working age, that's 
that in some ways that's probably the biggest one and then we'll come to the other we are a population of less than half a million and yet we welcome um, over 40 million visitors every year and not only are we a small population, but we are a super aging and declining population. Um, super aging um, meaning that um, more and more people um, within the county are um, economically inactive um, because they, they're past working age or they don't need to work. So that is really, really challenging. And in the past, of course, we've had the freedom um, to bring workers in from um, Europe um, and other parts of the world. And clearly, um, over the last few years, that position has changed. At the same time as we've come out of COVID and we've found that many people have chosen to step away from work or not work as many hours um, or have chosen to go into um, professions and areas of work that weren't as badly hit as the hospitality sector was. So that's created a renewed emphasis, desire, need, force um, for trying to use every opportunity that there is to um, increase the, the, the sort of work pool, if you will. So businesses um, led by organisations like ourselves um, are working really closely with partners, including the Department for Work and Pensions, um, Inspira, um, working with people um, with disabilities, um, even, even looking at things like people who are coming out from um, prison sentences and looking for a fresh start. And of course, working with um, our young people here in Cumbria. Uh, we have a real talent in our young people in Cumbria, but unfortunately, um, so many of them choose to leave the county. We often do don't we at 18 choose to go away for a few years and then come back um, but what is it that we need to do to make this a place where our young people actually want to stay at 18 we've got a fantastic University of Cumbria here in the county um, as well as some great uh, further education colleges that we partner with so we're working with all of those partners um, to look at well what are the workforce needs in the first place and then working with the colleges so that they help us to develop programs um, and then obviously working um, in terms of a campaign to attract younger people to go on to those. And then also working with partners to look at those people who are out of work and who want to work or who, who need to work um, to help make the pathway into our sector as attractive as possible. And I think there's a, there's a, a, a sort of a myth really, that working in the hospitality sector means you're working every weekend and they're on sociable hours um, and the pay's rubbish. Actually, have a look again, because there are some incredible um, opportunities. Businesses are very attuned to the fact that they need to support um, their, their staff to get a really good, strong work balance because it's no good just employing somebody. You want to retain somebody, especially if you're going to invest that scale, that time in, in upskilling them. But the beauty of our sector, and I see it absolutely every day, is you can start in one position. You might be a pot washer. You might be a waitress. You might be somebody that's um, looking after reception. Um, and in no time whatsoever, if you've got the right aptitude and you're willing um, to, to do what it takes, 
you are in some really good middle and senior management positions within not very long at all. And, and brilliantly here in Cumbria, and I think uniquely, the University of Cumbria set up a degree apprenticeship within the hospitality sector. And that programme, that degree apprenticeship allows, and we've got somebody in our team who's part of that, allows them to work within the workplace four days a week um, and spend a fifth um, at the university. But all of their work with the university is geared around the needs of the business and helping them to develop within that business. And of course, they're getting paid at the same time. Um, so there are lots of solutions that are out there. Um, we're working with transport providers and the councils to improve transport links between uh, places of work and, and where people are living. Um, there, there are lots and lots and lots of solutions out there. Um, but um, it's going to take time. And, and in all truthfulness, and this is my personal view, we won't fill that gap from Cumbria alone because we do not have enough people um, who are um, needing employment in the places where the employment is. So if I look at somewhere like um, South Lakeland, um, which um, is sort of the Kendall and Windermere area, um, it's less than um, or it's just over 2% of people um, who are seeking jobs. So it's absolutely tiny. And that's fascinating because, I mean, as I was reading one of the articles from an interview that you did recently, 12% of roles are vacant and 79% of businesses are struggling with recruitment. That's a huge number. And as you pointed out, you know, that businesses unable to fill these roles are then having to think about how do they cut back operations and potentially having to close their doors. And this is something that is definitely reflected across the country. I mean, I'm down here in Paul in Dorset um, and I've spoken to a couple of the pubs on the key front who them themselves you know are struggling to fill roles and therefore having to look at that daunting prospect as to whether the business is still commercially viable now one of the great things though you were telling me about Cumbria is just the number of um, hospitality venues that have Michelin stars and so as a result you know there is a huge opportunity to as you say sort of get that valuable experience that you Get, could take someone onto their next career ladder and what we're well aware of particularly within hotels and hospitality is that those that have really climbed the ladder are those that have put themselves forward but have potentially also moved around somewhat they have relocated whether that's in and around the UK or taken their career internationally and I, I, I guess as, as, a, as, a, as a result you know Cumbria with a huge number of, of tourists that visit every single year there's so much so much uh, insight and, and and value experience that you can offer there. Absolutely, yes. I mean, uh, you know, it, we are really proud to say that we have more Michelin stars than anywhere outside of London. Um, who would have thought that, um, you know, a few <laughs> years ago? And that's that's really, really down to the brilliance um, of um, businesses like Long Clume, Simon Rogan, I think he really set the bar high. And actually, a number of his um, trainees, if you like, and people that have worked with him, are those that have then gone on to open other restaurants in the county that now have their own Michelin stars. Um, and uh, you, um, a couple of days ago, we were at Kendall College um, for a away day with the team where we were treated by the level two apprenticeships that, um, that apprentices that were there um, to one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, quite truthfully. So the talent is there, the training is there, um, the reputation is there. Um, and yet, you know, 
from a chef's perspective, that's one of the biggest areas of vacancy. I think it's partly because we are so brilliant at it and we are known for our food and drink. Um, but there are um, around 4,000 roles in chefing and um, senior cooks, um, within skilled cooks within the county. Um, so you can imagine trying to fill all of those roles um, is really challenging. And that's where that European workforce and international workforce helped to really complement, um, not just in terms of being part of that workforce, but actually um, their skills, their knowledge that they were bringing in and sharing um, with the rest of the team where they were learning and developing and bringing that benefit to our customers and helping to raise our reputation. I mean, it's fascinating that, you know, you have this apprenticeship schemes in place locally as well. I mean, that is an area that is definitely needing that investment and growth from businesses for businesses to realize that value really of apprenticeships, because, you know, so many young people not seeing the value of going to full time university, uh, but needing the requirement really to earn uh, in this day of living. Uh, costs are so high um, that this is a perfect balance, really, for both the employer and employee. And I do understand that there are quite a few support schemes for businesses there who want to get uh, those, those apprenticeships on board and, and for them to start uh, making sure that, that they've got those opportunities available. Um, and is, is this is something that you provide support with or is this something that you provide support with along with some of your partners of Cumbria uh, Chamber of Commerce and uh, for Federation of Small Businesses? Yeah, we work really closely with those partners and, um, and, and the colleges. We have a really strong relationship through um, all of the colleges and we've collectively pulled together um, a, a, a hub, if you like, a portal, um, which is um, a careers hub for people within the county. And it is for young people and it does help to direct them in terms of, well, actually, these are the options that there are within the industry. And by the way, it is really broad and wide. So if you want to be working in full if you want to be working as a beauty spa therapist, if you want to be um, an outdoor leader, um, that you know there are all you know a finance person, a marketing person, um, in the cult great culture um, and arts curators it isn't just about working in um, hotels directly there's such a breadth of careers here in the county um, so yes yeah, so what we've done together with the colleges the chamber um, and the other partners is created a portal um, which brings together all of those career opportunities and then talks you through what are the routes into those. So whether that's um, going to college first, whether that's directly into a job, whether that's um, as an apprentice and, or um, an undergraduate apprentice, a degree apprentice. But it also talks not just to 16-year-olds um, and 18-year-olds, but it talks to mums and dads as well. Um, it's trying to help them to, uh, understand the industry um, and, and it you know, what it is rather than what they think it is um, and the career opportunities. But it also talks to career changers or perhaps people who um, are later in life and want to pick up some part-time work. So one of the brilliant things that we do say often in this county, and I'm not very far away from Windermere here, where Windermere Lake Cruises, um, number one of the top 10 paid for visitor attractions in the country, they employ a lot of um, people um, who have retired once, perhaps as a policeman, um, and uh, from the army or whatever it might be, and they really fancy skippering a boat a couple of days a week. Well, what better way to retire than spend a couple of days sailing across Windermere? 
And it's one of the unique things about the travel and hospitality industry that A, you can come back and you can join the sector at any point and it's a good job for you and you can climb a ladder at that point. But also the fact that if you look at some of the big commercial directors and various senior positions, they did start front of house. They did start at the reception desk and they worked their way up. And it's perhaps for me, when I hear those stories, it's one of those sort of reaffirming career stories uh, that to know that there is, you know, you don't need money. Uh, you don't need, uh, you know, you know, a number of degrees and qualifications uh, to be able to get there. You just need to work hard and focus your efforts. Yeah. And you know what? Even you just saying that to me and I, and I, you know, I know this and I talk about this so much, but even you just saying that to me makes me tingle because it is so true. And you meet the most incredible people. They're quite humble, actually. Um, incredible people who, um, you know, the, the, one of the first people I met when I joined this job six years ago um, was a guy who owned um, a hotel, beautiful hotel in Grasmere. And he he's retired now and he's, he's sold the business. But he told me that when he was 16, he'd had a fallout with um, his mum. Um, I don't think dad was around anymore. He packed his bag over his shoulder and he'd gone to Keswick. And uh, and from there, he um, had worked his way through, um, you know, and ultimately became an owner of um, a relatively small hotel, um, but had the most loyal customer base. Um, and when he retired, um, he had a party and it was so many of his loyal customers that were part of that party and celebration of what he'd achieved. Um, so, but, there, but, you know, there are hundreds of those stories. Um, and I, and I, you know, again, you know, so many young people who come to the county, perhaps um, to an out-of-bounds centre, um, you know, through school, sometimes it's their first visit to the countryside um, and they often fall in love with the place. And it's that, it's, 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 it's not just about a place to work, it's, it's about it being a fantastic place to live as well. Um, and, um, you know, what it does for you in terms of your health and well-being as well. From businesses then to travellers. So consumer spend and travel is due to be down in 2024, Jill. How will Cumbria attract tourists to remain buoyant? Yeah, so this is the other big challenge, isn't it? And, um, you know, we, 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 we've seen so much that business have done to um, to try to reduce some of their overheads and costs um, and to keep that price down for their customers. And actually the whole sort of um, agenda um, around sustainability um, is also an opportunity for businesses in terms of helping to trim some of their costs of the move to solar, um, et cetera, and ground source heating. Um, It's always a challenge because at the end of the day, it costs what it costs. And what we what we won't compromise on here in Cumbria is quality um, and quality of experience for the customer. Um, but there are lots and lots of ways for people to um, have a fantastic experience here in the county um, and also um, look after their, their budget, really. What we've seen, I think, over the last couple of years, it's fair to say, is that people are still coming, um, which is great. Um, but they're being more circumspect in terms of their spend. So let's say they're going to stay um, in the county um, overnight, but they're choosing perhaps to um, eat out less as part of that holiday experience, or they're choosing to do some um, things that uh, some some activities that are um, 
not paid for free activities, if you like, a walk, um, you know, a, a walk or going to some of the free venues that there are. So I think it's what we call our secondary spend um, that's suffering. And at the end of the day, we are in a cost of living crisis and each and every one of us is feeling the impact of that at the moment. And it is a it is a strain that we're all feeling and businesses are doing what they can to keep those costs down. Um, but also they have to keep going and they have to pay their staff. You know, I know from my own experience of going to one of our local restaurants um, a year ago with a friend for her birthday and, and footing the bill and taking her back um, a year later and having virtually an identical meal and footing the bill. It's noticeable that the bill has gone up, but I know you know, that their overheads could have gone up in terms of their energy costs, in terms of the um, food costs, in, in terms of the drink costs, in terms of the wage costs. Um, and actually, when I think about all of that and look at the difference in the bill, I know that I'm not paying um, the full impact of those wage costs. So I think all of us understand um, that the cost of living um, for um, businesses and for us as consumers has gone up. But there are lots and lots of things to do here in the county. And also, I think one of the things that I would also say to people is um, it's not all about coming June, July and August. Um, we are open in other months of the year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, and it's thinking about, well, actually, um, would it be a better time for me to come in the autumn or in the early spring, um, in the winter, um, where perhaps there are some deals around? Wonderful. Jill, thank you very much for joining us today and, you know, delving into some of those issues and challenges that Cumbria Tourism is facing, as well as the wider travel and hospitality industry here in the UK. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Thanks very much. We'll be having more conversations with industry leaders and directors that are looking at different aspects of the industry, from the inbound to domestic to the outbound to different sectors as well within the travel, hospitality and tourism industry. You can keep following us and stay up to date through our LinkedIn channel or by subscribing to our newsletter. Simply head to travelmarket.life where you can subscribe to that newsletter. We'd love to make sure you're on the list and learning of the latest podcasts and articles that we're launching. Coming up very soon, check out the Hospitality Monthly Review Show. It will be our first for 2024, and that will be coming out in February, as well as later in February, the February edition of the Travel Monthly Review Show. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes. Thanks ever so much for tuning in. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.